Have you ever felt the weight of impending doom and certain destruction? Me too. That's why I wanted to start this podcast. I wanted to talk to other human beings about what they were doing to untwine the suffocating grasp of our worst fates. Like vines that are growing on our brains. We gotta cut them with like a machete in the jungle. Only to come to a valley with waterfalls and parrots flying everywhere. It's not a toxic positivity thing, I swear. It's more of a releasing of the reins of a horse that we rode too long and too hard into hell. We give the horse a rest, brush her mane, scoop out her hooves, which seems like it would hurt, uh, but it doesn't. Uh, so yeah, that's what this is about. Uh, it looks like it hurts, but uh, if you start doing it, uh, it feels, feels really good on the hooves. Anyway, today we have our first partner in the undoing, Forrest Perrine. Forrest loves paintings, installations, and public art, and for the most part, that's what he makes. He generally makes work about the absurdity of contemporary human existence and the sacredness of all the garbage we make. Other related things he gets up to include starting and curating a pop-up public art series called Outer Space for a couple of years, painting sets, design, and a little sprinkle of movie magic. So I'm really excited to talk to him today. But first, let's hear from the captain in the captain's lodge. Early March, 2023. The people are restless. They are tense. The couples quarrel. Their libidos vanquished. This at a time when the pressures of capitalism raged the hardest since the pandemic began. Harder still than before it. Why such pressures to do well for luxuries like health care and digestible food when the storms rage against the hills? People rage against logic, sinking us into the tar pits of fascism while singing common sense in ways that will break your brain and your heart. And what do I do? I scroll, scroll away, scrolling, 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 rawhide. All right. Thank you, Captain. We're going to now start scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. Really, uh, Captain, that's quite enough. We have to get to the inner. I keep on scrolling. Enough, enough. We have to start the interview. Oh, jeez. What a bummer. And now, my talk with Forrest. Welcome, my first guest to Undooming. The artist, the human, the wedding officiant, the wedding haver, uh, Forrest Perrine. Forrest Perrine is here. Thank you so much for being here today on this computer through the satellites and to our different locations uh, together today. Don't forget the little internet tubes that are running over. A lot of little tubes and wires, little doodly dads. 
Ran little tubes all the way from my house to your house. I love little tubes. Um, Hi, Jessica. Thank you very much for letting me talk to you. I love you. (laughs) Famous Jessica. I I had to have uh, you as my friend uh, on the first episode because my will to do things is so low that everything I do has to be so nice and friend (laughs) friend zone and you're so much fun to talk to you're one of the smartest and interesting people and we've really grown up together around so much doom in these past million years that we've been aging nothing but doom but you know there's joy in the doom there's those little irises behind you in the doom and that's what I there are actually tulips that are um, that are fading away and when the last petal falls uh, so too shall we but I, I appreciate you being here after work. You just like working all day, going to talk about doom, having a day. Literally paint on my hands. It was on working my hands man. and knees, just sl- slobbering away at the work. Just That's, slobbering paint on the walls and myself. I actually stepped in on the, the paint tray, rocketed paint all across a fucking carpeted gallery. Like who in the goddamn hell puts carpet in an art gallery wow they were asking for it their fault not mine sometimes you just want carpet yeah not anymore they learned their lesson and i learned not to work just don't work and that kind of accident won't happen see i learned that a long time ago forest yeah i i almost can't work i (laughs) it's an issue (laughs) like that we all need to deal with no one wants to work i mean we didn't before the pandemic but now it's just ridiculous yeah we realized how great it is to not do that and now we just it make honestly the pandemic made working so much harder because it's not like we don't have to work anymore it's like everyone now is like oh i gotta go back to work but it's after you take taste the sweet ambrosia of not working that you have to go back to the gruel of everyday life and once you have tasted it and how sweet it is even though i mean the ambrosia also being millions of people dying but uh in this very specific part of that case it makes a lot harder makes makes it harder to step on paint cans and uh get shit all over a carpet or i don't know go to work at a library or work at a restaurant or Mm. do things Mm. that just you don't want to do things that i do when you did that were you like oh god yeah yeah i was it (laughs) got over my pants and like it was on my shoe today this was today Today, this was like two hours ago what just exploded paint it was like a toddler just like saw a paint can was like i want to play and just <laughs> shot it all over the room, except it was me having an already shitty day. And then, and then you, know, it you got have all a crappy o- day, and you're like, <laughs> oh, I'm a fuck up. Oh, I fucking suck at everything. And then normally it's just like kind of in that mood. And then you do that, and you're like, see, I told you, I fucking suck at everything. You just step on paint and send it everywhere. And you just, it seemingly confirms all the horrible shit you've been thinking all day um Mm -hmm. even though it's not necessarily true you just didn't look where you stepped probably the narrative you were working with also not true you're just having feelings you're just a feeling 
little ball of flesh and but the narratives they get you they get you those little narratives almost meant to i i don't want to say that i'm glad this happened to you today but kind mm. of almost meant to be for the for the sake of of this topic of feeling in this deep sense of uh this is uh not good this is going about as poorly as things can <laughs> it's just uh you know paint has washed over all the sheen of what could be you know which is a pristine carpet but then it's like did i want that carpet there you know and then it's like can you really make a mistake in this world if it's like the universe was trying to not have that carpet be there no the the universe was laying down carpet left and right and so it's the universe's fault but you know you're right i think today really did prime me for this conversation do they really like just... do they like advertise we're the only carpeted gallery <laughs> in the country <laughs> come Cut. rest you your t- feet on our floors tired of walking on hard hard <laughs> gallery floor we wanted a soft space a soft environment <laughs> uh your job would stress me out because I, I just like i don't like responsibility that's what it really mm. is i really yeah. don't like um people like I, I i've been doing these organizing gigs and one of the people i was working for would say things like like i was putting together a shelving unit and she was like if that falls on one of my grandkids i'm gonna be furious and it was just like what <laughs> so then i was like i don't want to work for you anymore just because it's like yeah <clears throat> that kind of like if you like the, that's i i don't want to be put in, in any kind of position where uh, paint goes on the Mona Lisa or <laughs> you know or I've destroyed anything because I'm already like working with a narrative that mm-hmm. um, I'm not a positive force in the world Ooh, so yeah. if so if something gets destroyed <laughs> on my watch then it's just like it confirms all your greatest fears with when you could just go ahead and kill those grandchildren and then it won't be your fault for putting the shelf up wrong you'll just have gotten it out of the way you know sometimes you just need to rip that band-aid <laughs> off just rip that one right off just just back over in the driveway just oh there there we go see they had to die someday everyone dies so let's just start the grief process now maybe a little too early <laughs> you know what's so funny is is uh i was i heard a talk and it was a uh it was like a it was like a 12 step thing so maybe i shouldn't talk about it but this lady was talking about how her husband like basically left her for a younger woman and it was her mm-hmm. worst fear mm-hmm. but it wasn't till he did that that she could be happy because like mm. when your fears come true they like release you like in oh. the most real way preach and then i was like yeah but my fears are that i'm holding an infant and then it like falls into lava you know it's it's i'm not so afraid of like oh you know like if someone leaves me for a younger woman god god godspeed you know <laughs> that's not my worst fear <laughs> they're having a good time you know and that's mm-hmm. all we really want and but, yeah <laughs> but maybe if i drop a baby into lava i will be free it'll be in a better place than this broken broken world you know we don't know what's going to happen so you know, maybe that baby could have grown up and been miserable for its entire life. And you sacrificing this child on top of a mountain could have been the best thing that happened to it. We don't I, know. I would do that like on purpose, just like in a fit of like 
insanity, like postpartum. Oh gosh, did you ever watch Game of Thrones? Ugh. No, they, Ugh. that was that's a piece of culture I missed. And at this point, it's become a thing that I just I feel like I can't watch because I, I have to be one of those annoying people where it's like, no, I missed that. Where it's like, no, I just missed World War Two. I just didn't don't know about it. Didn't don't want to read about it. Just like this giant worldwide event that I just it feels weird not to be able to speak that language. I guess it's more like not being able to speak English. It's just like I can't. I don't. Well, know it's okay. I mean, you don't seem like a dragon guy to me. No, not not a lot of dragon energy. What kind of guy do I seem like? Like a a puppies person or like a a horse boy? Yeah, you're or, a horse boy. <laughs> I, I've only ridden a horse once and almost fell off. But. Although, like, um, Game of Thrones and horse boys have some overlap for sure. Oh, yeah. They, they, yeah, a lot of horses in fantasy. Yeah, dragon girl, horse boy. And, you know, I, I really resisted it for a long time for myself because I, I feel like I wanted to be cool. Mm. And, like, I would, like, when I would be, like, on um, OkCupid okay before, you know, long before we had all this Tinder and everything else. Oh, yeah. Desktop and, love. And I was, you know, looking for uh, qu- other queer people to um, make mm-hmm. love to. Um, mm-hmm. I, w- I would see a lot of bisexual women uh, who were horse girls, dragon girls, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Renaissance Fair, uh, into the art of movement. Maybe they studied clowning. And I was really like um, judgmental of that. And I was like, not cool. Don't want to be that. (laughs) And then it's like, you know what? Really? Uh, That's kind of who I'm becoming at this point. That's beautiful. Like they get to own, like they know. It's not like they don't know that it's dorky. Like everyone who's into dragons and fairies, they're aware that society thinks it's dorky. But the, the fact that they are owning that makes them so much cooler than the rest of us who are like, oh. I mean, even if you don't, if you're like, oh, it's just not, not my thing, that's fine. But if like you're actively like, nerd, it's like, no, you're the nerd for not like letting yourself like appreciate this beautiful thing that you probably also love. Like let yeah. yourself love a little bumblebee fairy. Let yourself lug, love a dragon that speaks to you. Or I don't know, if you're a fantasy person, just live in that fantasy. Eric and I went to the uh, Renaissance Pleasure Fair last mm. time it was in mm-hmm. um, the L.A. area, and it was what, just What makes it a pleasure fair? That's just what they call it, but it, I think it's kind of a pervier one. I don't know. Ooh, I think right. people hook up and stuff. But anyway, Using we didn't partake in that. Okay. Yeah, there's whips. There's definitely whips. Yeah. <laughs> you don't like see people like using them, but people have mm. whips that they use later. There oh, are actually, good we opportunities. Did, like we did go kink. to a whip show, actually. There you go. There it um, is. And there were some really bad jokes in the in the whipping. But um but it's basically it, it kinda what it, what kinda struck me is it was just like kinda community oriented. Like there mm-hmm. was like a fair and live music and live dancing and mm-hmm. like people dressing up and like comedy and then like um it was just kind of like shouldn't this just like be how it is? Like, yeah. instead of us all, like, driving around and being like, fuck, I'm getting pain everywhere. Shouldn't it just be <laughs> like we're just, like, dancing around in the street and, like, mm. cook, having, like, little food vendors all the time? and Back like, when we were animals and just lived to survive and thrive. We weren't trying to build buildings. Who cares? We were trying to get fucked in a pillory and whip each other. <laughs> That's all we wanted. I'm <laughs> and not eat trying to... big turkey legs. 
I'm not trying to say those were better times like back then, but if we have it now, just like have what we have now, have the penicillin and then mm-hmm. have a fair and just like be that and do that. I guess that's kind of what you did though. Like we have penicillin, we have ibuprofen and Tylenol. Like we have like crazy, like uh, laparoscopic surgeries where someone just sticks a needle inside you and your heart is cured and you got to go to a fair. So we're in one sense having it both ways in another sense we are having it two ways and it's the third way being annihilating all all the ways at the same time right Um, it's a complicated time for us it is very complicated i don't think back then in the early days when everyone was (laughs) dying or dying from like typhus uh they were worried about destroying the world it was more like we got to conquer this fucker and (laughs) now uh, we're just catching on to the fact that we're annihilating the world. I think we did too good of a job. Or they, have you have you did. have you heard that song? Have I stayed too long at the fair? No, <laughs> that's just what this moment is reminding me of. Who's that? Neil Diamond. <laughs> I know Barbara Streisand to have done oh, it, but it's okay. just kind of like, um, you know, everyone's gone home and it's it's sad. It's like. The merry-go-round <laughs> is beginning to slow now. Have I stayed too long at the fair? <laughs> exactly in that key. Exactly the way I did it. Oh, but that's no, kind of what society is a little bit right now. Staying uh, a little too long at the fair. But, I mean, where does society go? Like, you can't just be like, and we're, we're done camping here. Or you take society camping. I don't know. Where do we go? Where do we go from here? That's a big, that's the question these days, where and every day, like personally and otherwise. Like, I can't think of another question. What do you think, Forrest? But like just for the evening, just for tonight, like where does Forrest go? I'm thinking about uh, going dark swimming. Just, you know, sometimes you have, you rocket paint everywhere You've been fucking up all day, and you need the scalding healing power of cold water at night. Are you really going to do that? I think so, yeah. I did it the other night, and it was great. It felt so good. It's just where every pore of your body is just, like, shooting lightning out of it, and you are just, like, radiant. Like, it's, it's painful kind of but it, it just feels incredible like uh it's at the moment it feels great later when you're warm it's great kind of in the between time when you're like shivering in your car it's not as fun but the the act feels great you're you're born anew there's a reason people are baptized in water so i might go mm. baptize myself a night night baptism um that is a great answer yeah what are you doing Oh, gosh, you know, well, I, I in terms of for tonight, I kind of wanted to eat some food. I don't Ugh. think I'll be participating in a, a night swim for a couple of reasons. I did go on a really long hike today oh, and yeah. it is gorgeous here right now because we just mm. had a huge rainstorm oh. and it's like literally Ireland and Griffith mm-hmm. Park and there's just wildflowers everywhere. Yes. And I took a video of a stream coming down the hill because I was like, mm-hmm. I just have to capture this moment where we mm-hmm. have water. Yeah. You know, so I, I really do relate. <laughs> I do really, exactly. You know, uh, I do relate to um, 
your feelings of water but i can't swim mm-hmm. in like the ocean for sure right now because from the storms all of our uh shit has yeah. been um oh. p- is pouring into the ocean right now and it's it's not a good time to be in there it's just like a poop fest Ugh. for a couple days after a storm here another like just sprinkling of doom like you were just mm-hmm. healed well i don't know if i'd say healed by water by the rain because from what I heard, what looked beautiful, just rain in a desert, how gorgeous, yeah. but only heard about people complaining about their roofs that were not made for water, just made f- to keep sun out. Well, we're not made for water like that. I mean, no. it used to be a little bit pre-climate change. We would get a lot more rain more consistently throughout. Mm-hmm. Um, so just having it all come down in the middle of a dry spell just like a storm it, it's like too much flooding i mean trees were down everywhere mm. i got it i got one of those emergency alerts in the middle of the night which like you know you get those i get that that's like a thing mm-hmm. um but this one was like really alarming because it was at 2 a.m and it was turning my flashlight on whoa like my flashlight was coming on like it wanted to wake me up and um did it work what it, obviously what it said it did work and it said there's a flash flood warming until 5 a.m um mm-hmm. this is a dangerous and life-threatening situation do not attempt to travel unless you are fleeing an area <laughs> subject to flooding or under an evacuation order so i just what? like read that in the middle of the night and i looked out the window and it was just like raining so i was mm-hmm. like is this I feel like it could have just not sent me that because it was from like 2 a.m. to 5 a.m. And I'm like, I would I was planning on just sleeping. Yeah. During that time. But it ended up keep, keeping me awake because it oh was like, God. it was like, am I going to flee? Like, is like, yeah. don't talk to me about fleeing. How does it know if you're in a fleeing zone? And by the t- it seems like by the time, you know, you're supposed to flee, you should have fled like a long time ago. If I think like, that's the thing about fleeing. I think timing is very important when you're very fleeing. important, especially with floods. You can't be like, there's a foot of water. Everyone go drive away. And it's like you have, you're stuck on your roof. Like no one can flee now. It Maybe they're picturing everyone getting their kayaks or paddle boards out or something to flee. But I do not know what that computer was thinking. But geez. me neither. A little dramatic, I thought. They're a little over dramatic. Do you think I, it's climate change or just like LA has like over the years accumulated such a reputation for kind of like just being a positive place, just being the land of sunshine, <laughs> Disney's toxic positivity. And then every year just has to have a major cry, just a huge, just screaming <laughs> cry and knocking everything over. And it's just kind of the weather has become a part of, uh, our culture, which maybe you could say is writ large. Like, can I tell you what annoys me about oh, LA yeah. is uh, because it is a climate change thing, and it's like it's per- first of all technically not a, a desert climate. It's technically yeah, like a coastal sage something something whatever, mm-hmm. and um, it is getting hotter and it is getting drier, and we're in a severe drought. And I get that the weather patterns have changed. But as someone who grew up down here, it is cold here and it is wet. Those are two things that are true. It's right mm-hmm. by the Pacific Ocean and uh, it rains. <laughs> it doesn't <laughs> rain as much as other places, but yeah, 
especially in the months of like May and June or especially June, like it gets so gloomy and um, that's just like part of its weather pattern. It doesn't always do that now because of climate change, but when Mm -hmm. it does happen, it's so annoying because people will be outside like in their flip flops and everything. And they, you know, they just like moved here a few years ago and they're wearing all linen and they're like, this is just such weird weather for LA. It's like, it's like, (laughs) this is LA. And it's like, you don't know, you don't know it here. I just like, I get all weird about it Mm, because I'm, I'm protecting like a climate that's changing. And when people say it's just like a hot, dry place, it makes me think that the change, the change of climate change is complete. And now what they're making to be uh, true is their flip-flop and linen and, like, $30 taco. You know what mm. I mean? Yeah. Like, they're they're embracing it. They're coming for the climate change. The reason people are going to Phoenix and stuff, which I don't... But, yeah, that's, that's tough because you're holding on to a past that does not exist anymore but it but you, does and when it does people are weird about mm, that but it's like I'm when like, people see its authentic self yeah exactly because i'm like grossed out you know la isn't the super po- toxic positivity like place there's like people who have lived here forever who like schlep yeah. to their jobs there's old restaurants there's like so much culture that's not like totally haha la (laughs) (laughs) that's one thing i always appreciate jimmy always talks about uh, my friend jimmy for the listeners who don't do not know uh but our friend uh talks about how people have such a misconception about la that it's like this like celebrity town that everyone's just like waxed and oiled and smacked up and stuff and just like snorting ketamine or however you do ketamine um anyways um but he's like no this is like a working class town 99 percent of the people here 99.9 percent of the people here are like working hard jobs they're doing jobs that nobody wants to do circling back no one wants to do these jobs everyone's having a hard time but you know what ellie's doing they're doing them but it's yeah it's like the reason that it's frustrating is because it's such an erasure so like Mm -hmm. even if people are like making fun and like doing like a character of like hey it's me i want to go to the club or whatever i see on tiktok (laughs) it's like it is like it does feel like you don't really see like the people that are here and have been here for so long and I don't know. I feel like I'm talking myself into a hypocritical circle in a way because at the end of the day, I'm like, I'm from L.A., but it's like, Mm -hmm. you know, ancestrally, uh, not that far back. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And so it it is, I can only imagine how uh, frustrating these things would be to like, like native, like the Tongva (laughs) people who have been here for thousands of years. Mm -hmm. But I'm just like, my mom was born here. in Long Beach um, so or all the people that are like if you've lived in New York for 10 years you're a real New Yorker right like, no you still <laughs> moved there from Ohio or France or wherever you're from not no one's from anywhere anymore unless yeah they, yeah so so much change so fast in terms of uh, who lives where who's doing what what the weather is mm-hmm. um, it's hard to know uh what where we are <laughs> it does feel like we got beamed onto starship enterprise right at like one second after they're like 
light speed and you're like what and just like rocketing like before we were just kind of coasting in outer space like watching captain picard like i don't know uh print his food on his food printer and i don't know talk about star things it's been too long since i've watched star trek but then they're like <laughs> warp speed ahead and that's when we decided to beam in and have our all our little particles get on the ship and it's we're going a little faster than any animal has ever gone and it's too fast to wrap your head around so you just gotta party with it i guess gotta make some sense of it i had kind of I had kind of a trip. I trip out on it. I had kind of a moment with it at the restaurant the other day. <clears throat> Excuse me. Where I had like a, a, a lull in, um, in guests or whatever. And I was mm-hmm. hosting. So I was standing at the front looking out. And I was just having this deep feeling of like this. this so much of this is so unnecessary. It doesn't have to be this way. The, the restaurant or the... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we don't need these menus like this. Uh, I mean, which... I, I have opinions, trust me, about those yeah. kinds of things. Oh, trust me. Um, yeah. I have tables, uh, 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 opinions about table placement, all sorts of things. But Walk-in no, like, party of 10? I don't think so. You, That would be nothing. Forrest, that would be nothing. No, I'm just kidding. Um, it's all fine, but I just was like, it's so ridiculous. Like, it's all so ridiculous. Like, the structure of society all the wars everything like you just kind of have moments where you're just like what the hell like why why is this our uh our our thing that we came to (laughs) the like why did we get born into a place with that's on fire with wars and uh self-annihilation yeah the um i mean that's just kind of life i guess like even if you take a not to be like well just look at the other animals they're eating each other and the wolves Mm. they hunt each other too not not even that like all these like dead planets are just going along and like an asteroid flies around and like explodes another planet that planet didn't ask for that it was just floating along and then boom there's no intention there maybe uh unless we i mean we don't know a lot of things most things actually we don't know but you get the sense that the universe we live in is neutral and that uh, all these things that happen black holes wars uh wolves eating their brothers (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. it's just kind of like well that happens that's just like a it's just the universe doesn't really feel anything about it either way Oh, yeah, the universe does not care if we throw a baby into lava. It's just like, well, okay, the molecules are going to disappear and turn into this. But I don't know. Maybe (laughs) we... That's what I tell people when I throw (laughs) babies into lava. You know what? The universe says the ultimate god of gods... uh, Nothing's changed. Yeah. (laughs) Except its parents and its life. Um, In my head, I'm the mother, which is even more fucked up. Interesting. I, it could go either way. It could be like my friend's baby. Mm. And that, I mean, that's a deep shame because then it's like, oh, I've killed someone else's baby. But then if it's mine, it's like, uh, you know, it, unless it's this they killing didn't of want... myself in a way. Mm. Unless the baby didn't, 
they didn't want the baby. So this is getting spicy territory. But, but, like, but in I, certain points in history, it would have been like this baby is prophesized to be the the doom, yes. the the hell, the pro, like we you know so, sometimes you got to sacrifice a baby. Like if the no. story if the stories and legends say that that is a evil that will be be the next evil king. Yeah, like more every, often than not, you must. Ev- <laughs> if it has a birthmark, throw it in the dump. Bye, baby. Oh, God. I mean, if you're hedging your bets, like, would you rather have, like, a new Sauron or would you maybe like to hurt a parent's feelings? And by hurt, I mean, maybe devastate their family. But if you're in that narrative, would you be that devastated and be like, oh, fuck, I really fucked up and made a new Sauron. Sorry, everyone. We got to get rid of this guy. I know that you're throwing in that reference is out of love for me, and I appreciate that. It is out of love for you, and it's the only like full demon figure I could conjure. I guess Voldemort, but is Sorry. Voldemort's like half canceled? I don't know. Oh, because if we talk about Harry Potter, yeah. yeah we're, we're, we're talking about a transphobic character. Yeah. Well, yeah. I uh, don't think Voldemort is unless I don't know. We have they never explored Voldemort's like political stances on gender identity. Honestly. Voldemort might be more like pro trans people because he's the villain, and in her writing, he might her, his being transphobic right. or uh, pro trans might be part of why he's a villain. So we don't know. Can and honestly, I just say I, I really tend to um, sympathize a lot with villains. Yeah. In in all these films. Like Sauron and himself? stories. Uh, yeah, they tend to think they're doing the right thing. On some yeah. level, or they just went down a path where they're like, "Here I am," mm. and everyone hates me, so I, I must kill. I must kill. It's all I can do. I don't know. I feel like we have a. That's in a good story. There's generally more complex, but I feel like there's some lazy story writing where they're just like, "And they're evil because they're bad. They were born this way, and their parents didn't throw them into the lava, and now we have this evil king." I, I actually don't know that much about Sauron. I kind of forget a lot. But he I think he does have some complicated background. He was bullied as a child. And they made fun of his uh, singular eye or something. It's usually like they have a vision of the world mm. that they need to like carry out a lot of violence to to try to achieve. But then what they end up coming up with is bad. Which is kind of like true for a lot of like you know revolutions throughout history too is just like you know like the french revolution was like we need to have like we need to step with these monarchs and it's like oh really good idea but then like the violence and horror that they Uh brought upon everyone (laughs) and then the way that they acted after they came into power was just like jeez get out the guillotines everyone we're having a party (laughs) is yeah (laughs) let blood run free through the streets I gotta Which, say, guillotines are one of the funniest ways executions to me. <laughs> there, because the head just rolls off like a little. It's kickball. so funny. There's this um, uh, arcade in San Francisco that's the antique arcade on Fisherman's Wharf, mm-hmm. and they have little like you put a quarter in and it and and it shows an execution or whatever, what? like a little play. <laughs> I swear to God. And there's okay, a French cute. execution one where you put a quarter in, and the guillotine drops and the head flies off. And then, the, like, a little string just pulls the head back, and then the curtains close. 
it's so great but then there's like an english execution one which is just like the curtains open and then a bunch of people hang oh and then i'm like that's so much darker it is a head flying off is so fun it's so funny that's why they drew crowds and they did it because they want to be humane right like i don't know if that's why they did it they did it because they wanted to murder someone and it's yeah, they know it worked. If the head is gone, <laughs> they're not alive. One thing we've noticed, the head gone is a surefire way for death. Yeah. You know, yeah. I one of my um, uh, old friends posted like some, some song recently, or it was mm-hmm. actually during 2020 or something like that. And the song was like, bring out the guillotines or something like that. Oh, okay. And it was kind of just like about capitalists and stuff today. Mm-hmm. But my friend who was posting it was like, I'm tearing up listening to this song. Like, I feel so empowered the, to the people and stuff <laughs> like that. And I just thought it was kind of funny because, like, you know how I feel about guillotines. They're funny. We love them. And then also, like, are some of our friends, like, actually, like, yeah, like, let's start guillotining people. And that's what makes them feel good and emotional. <laughs> Were they at the insurrection? Is that is that your friend? Just no, no, no. <laughs> Do you think we can guillotine ourselves? I mean, like, you know how some people are like, when I die, I want to be composted, or like, I want to go, like, I don't know, skydiving when I die. Can you be like, if I am 95, I'd like to just, you know, be surrounded by my friends and family <clears throat> and guillotined just really quick. And then I thought you were just having like a, like you're feeling depressed and you're like, is oh. it possible for me to guillotine myself? <laughs> I'm like, Forrest, no. <laughs> You know of any good guillotines in the Seattle metropolitan area? <laughs> you know, maybe just on display with not a lot of ropes around your, them. Your therapist is like, have you thought about how you would? And you're like, I would self-guillotine. Yeah, just make the handle a little bit closer because it's kind of hard to self-actualize. Normally they have like a guy with a hood that stands way off to the side that does it. I've according always, to movies. I've always thought one way that I would like to go is to um, walk in the Brea Tar Pits. Oh, wow. Fill your pockets full of rocks. You don't even need to. The slower, the better. And then just have the tourists come around mm. and be like, wow, this is how it naturally happens. <laughs> like, it's she can't get out. <laughs> like, I thought you meant like they would see you and think it's like a display. And it's like, oh, wow, this yeah, is like, like someone too. sinking. And then the children realizing that... She, uh, she's actually dying and uh, I don't know I would say screaming but I don't think anything would be heard in, from the tar I don't think vo- like sound escapes from the Librea tar or any tar for that matter Mm-mm, just bubbles up Oof, wow that would why be do I r- think that's funny guillotines and uh, tar oh, is funny it's because it's si- legitimately funny since we went to a dark place I, I, th- I think I should say um that uh, if you're feeling suicidal, there's help out there uh, for all Do of not, my many. Yeah. The only reason I'm not really worried about this topic is I don't really think a lot of people will listen. But I will say <laughs> that I have um, I have considered in the past and I'm really happy despite all the doom feelings I have that I'm still here. So much so much fun, neat stuff keeps happening as I get older and I keep learning, mm-hmm. which is really neat. Is this a way of saying don't kill yourself? Yeah, yeah, I think oh, so. Okay, because okay. you could be like me, guys. <laughs> oh yeah, you could grow up and, and experience nice new things. You could yeah. you could go baptize yourself in some dark waters. Can't do I, that if you're dead, can you? 
And the new Zelda games coming out in May. So oh, Breath of the Domestic. I, li- I literally have been like kind of like, like keeping that as like a, a, a light post. Mm, <laughs> it's all we have to live for these days. <laughs> it is the good new- though. It's not a bad thing to live for. But I, I really, really, really love uh, you talking about this water thing as kind of just like a bodily anecdote to the doom and the stuck and the fuck you know it's just like it really is the answer like episode one came up with an answer would love would love a little like fill in later if you want to make a little video after your swim yeah um and send it to me because then i'll know you know it was real yeah, and I want to see like the water at night and stuff. One time I went out uh, in Bellingham with Cora, and there was, we went for a night swim at Padden. Oh yeah. And there was like bats flying over. <gasps> that was a little scary. Beautiful but, it, but terrifying. It, it was spooky, but it was cool, and I was high, so it didn't really freak me out. <laughs> um, in a bad way. Could but be a um, yeah. before we go, I I, I want to quickly. Uh, bring up your show that you have right now and some of your art and, and the ways that uh, that it's um, relevant. And the show I'm talking about, the Wilderness show. Oh, wilderness Contemporary Wilderness. Yes. Contemporary Wilderness. I, f- I was like, what show? That, yeah, it's down, down at Sunspot in Des Moines, Washington. Um, yeah, did, what did you want to say about it? Um, how long is it there? It's That's there until it gets taken down. So, I, but I think generally it's like a month. Um, he he well, might leave I'll, it. Yeah, I'll get this oh. podcast out before then. But uh, if not, uh, you know, Forrest has an Instagram, a website. <laughs> That's um, true. Both, both updated very infrequently. <laughs> but they're so cool. No, your thanks. your website's really neat and really funny. All of your all of your stuff, it does have a, a sense of doom, but it's really funny and absurd and, like, full of joy also. Oh, I guess you are kind of right. It's, like, it does kind of have both sides there. I never really thought about it like that. But, yeah, it's, it's doom. and You got to, I don't know, find a reason to live in the doom. Because where else are you going to live? <laughs> uh, well, you have a good sense of humor about it. Yeah. And... I guess you can either just be like miserable in the doom, which I fully understand. Some many times, oftentimes, I'm fully miserable. But and that's okay here. That's, that's okay, okay here, here in this space. We're and here to talk about it. Okay. But but you seem to have a, a sense of humor and also a curiosity and kind of a wonder about a lot of things. Mm. Um. Because, okay, so your show, can I talk about your your no. picture, pictures that I've seen? By all means, talk about the picture show. <laughs> Not that it's a good idea to talk about art. Talking about art is very, uh, can be, can be bad. Sometimes. No, yeah, I mean, I don't think, I can if you're being a huge prick about it, but. <laughs> Which, I, a lot of, a lo- it's easy to do, I feel like, is what I'm saying. Oh, yeah, but like you're I, not that person. Kind of. Sometimes I talk about my... Oh, my God. There was a video of me from, like, seven years ago talking about my comedy. And mm-hmm. then I was, like... I was, like, talking about a specific venue. And I was, like, it's just such a wonderful place to really hone my craft. And just, I was, like, <laughs> ew. <laughs> I love someone honing their craft. They live for that. 
<laughs> it was just like I, I just had that young like oh what i'm doing oh, is yeah. so interesting kind of vibe Oof. it's really cringe <laughs> all of uh, college all but of, i feel like i cringe at pretty much everything until this present moment because i can't fully understand the present moment yet mm. and then we'll cringe at it later when you cringe <clears throat> in the present moment it's pretty special Ooh, though that's special <laughs> i have done that often um but uh, sorry, I didn't mean to detour you. Um, That's okay. Um, so your pictures uh, that you've taken, photography, wild, what, uh, wilderness photography um, of like stumps growing through fences. Mm-hmm. That one's really weird. It's like it's fucked up and weird. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like creepy alien trees doing whatever they can to make it through whatever weird thing we've put in its way. And just yes. like trees that we've cut into shapes so that we could put power lines through them and stuff like this. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you say, um, uh, living sculptures, unintentional public art representing the human tendency to send a missile through any life that gets in the way of our literal power. <laughs> um, that is literally true. <laughs> I, I just think... Um, you know, you, you, you kind of have like a, it, you think it's interesting. Mm-hmm. It's not just negative. No, it's, it's just not. bizarre. They're yeah. They're fucking freaks. Like the, just see, I mean, this whole series could be called Jeff Goldblum because it's just like life finds a way. And, mm-hmm. and it, but it's not just that it's like humanity's like just sad <clears throat> desperate attempt to control anything it's like i'm gonna put a fence here that'll stop this bush or like <laughs> i'm gonna uh, like build put some wood around this uh these roots and that'll stop them from growing on the sidewalk or even just like sidewalks getting busted up by uh tree roots that are growing underneath them and people are like oh ah, get this root out of here but i yeah. want this tree here we and have a tree we have a tree that's giant right next to our apartment building and you can tell that um, the people working on our house just hacked away at a root, <laughs> but like couldn't get through it. That's next oh, to our yeah. house, so it's oh, only yeah. like a third of the way into the root that they were probably just hacking away at. Just and like, it's I just so up. funny that they're just like losing the battle with this tree. We will always lose that battle. You just have to <clears throat> embrace the, and it's not losing. You have it's. I don't want to say you have to embrace losing the battle. You have to embrace that it shouldn't be a battle. It's like something you have to like work with it. And so all those pictures that were just really like on my phone that was like, this looks weird. That looks weird. Look at this weird tree. Look at that weird tree or bush or whatever, or cactus like plowing through a fence is just like our, yeah, kind of attempt to control things and never succeeding. And but also life's life in this sense being plant life very specifically, um, it's way of just kind of like not caring about what we're trying to do, and it's just life will just keep moving through any barrier or whatever, and the it just feels like such a I don't know if this is right, but like such a Western approach to like interacting with. <clears throat> the the rest of the living world by seeing a seeing ourselves as separate by calling it like that's nature and we're Mm -hmm. humans and it's like oh it's all it's kind of all nature like we are all this thing 
Like um, nature built this weird fence that nature yeah. sent this stump through. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's like to your point, like the universe doesn't care. That stump does not give a shit about this fence. It's just like, oh, it's just responding to the material that's there, which is also nature. That like aluminum fence is nature. Everything is. No matter how weird it looks like neutron bombs are weirdly nature um and it, it just always and so it's it's an almost <clears throat> kind of incoherent uh rambling of a thesis around those series but it, they're mostly just kind of freak uh formations that are made out of humans interaction with nature or with plants in cityscapes um so that's that's kind of what they are and then there was a sculpture made along with them that was in the spot where you get those little books that it was these kind of like stuffed animal sort of pieces but they're like were kind of like organic shapes were supposed to be kind of quote-unquote like nature like branches and like a stump and stuff but they were stuffed with like corn based packing peanuts and so it, it was kind of like I was thinking about how like we treat everything like a toy and an object or whatever so it's like these things are trees and toys and then just getting because they're made of corn you just got to watch them dissolve and I don't know it's there's just kind of a lot there and I feel like partially weird that it's incoherent but also maybe that makes it make sense to me is that it I can't fully rationalize it I'm just like it's a bunch of stuff like make what you want of it mm. It made sense. Each part made sense in a way at a certain time, and now it's uh, the the uh, the sculpture part is melted, uh, leaving the the husk of this other sculpture that I made that kind of looks like the the trees that are blasted open. Mm. Um, oh, okay. So that's that's still there, but and the books should be too. Very cool. I love it. I, I like oh. uh, I like all the things you say and do. They feel very visceral and like, uh, yeah, uh, that that is a, a part of uh, being it, of this life. And I feel like you have just such a unique way of expressing it. And mm. I'm so glad you were my first podcast oh. guest and that you made the art for oh. um, uh, this podcast because it's so hard for me to continue to do anything right now <laughs> have, having a friend contribute and, and uh, push it to it just feels like I'm really moving through molasses right now and mm. not you that I a tar pit because uh, uh, I was gonna say I've never actually seen molasses but I have seen the tar pits you have seen you've never you've seen molasses Mm, not sure. Like I've not, seen, not at not the sh store. Not sure I've seen molasses. No, I've <laughs> never stopped at molasses. Wow, you got to get a jug and put some in your oatmeal or something. They're great. Yeah. Gosh, no, I I think I am in the tar. They have things at the tar pits museum where you can try to lift this like oh. thing out of the tar, and Good it's luck, really honey. hard. And and I feel like I need to go down there and do that and experience mm. it because that's just what's happening. It's a part You're of nature. It. The universe made that. The You're universe put me in the tar. That's okay. I have to work at the library tomorrow. You can go um, after work or something. But you feel like you've been moving through tar. And maybe that could be a nice catharsis to realize you can pull yourself out of that tar. 
Could It'll be. be. Hard, Could be. Yeah. It's just like a one step at a time uh, in terms of like figuring out what I want to do. My last podcast uh, was about climate change and it was kind of good because I was like, I just want to talk about climate change and see if I mm-hmm. think anything's funny about it because that's how I process. <laughs> and uh, I kind of figured out like, no, not really. <laughs> not, and uh, also just people reviewing my podcast were like, why doesn't she know anything about climate change? And I'm like, uh, that's the point. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm just, I, I wanted don't. to, I just wanted to have it to be like, what? And then, uh, and then the pandemic happened and I and that that's when I got thrown into the tar and also just felt like shutting shutting up for a second and Mm. now it's just like a thing of like um being in a bit of doom but being older so being okay with that and being like a lot of people throw babies into lava it's not a big deal um (laughs) it's normal it's natural it's natural Um, to be a baby and swim in lava so in terms of like whatever contributions or uh, uh, sort of role I have right now, it's just a very like uh, one step at a time mm-hmm. kind of like uh, uh, swimming through swimming through the, the fog. Mm. Yeah, it's you got everyone's got to swim through it. That's I mean, that is the doom we're all swimming in, which, you know, that is that is the doom we're swimming because what is doom if not unknowing? Like, if you knew exactly what it was, you might be like, ah, okay, I guess, like, well, like, my house will collapse in a year or something. If you knew exactly what it was, like, that's why I've been terrified of the big one. Like, because it's <laughs> like, I don't fucking know when that's going to happen. Every time I would go to Disneyland, or, which that was once, but every time I would go anywhere, I'd be like, just fucking burn it down now. Just have the earthquake happen now, please. I don't want to. Or just get it over. Rip the Band-Aid off. Like, throw the baby in the pit of... Uh, lava or acid or whatever. <laughs> lava. Whoa. Lava sounds much better, honestly. Even though, yeah, probably not better. But acid does sound more sinister. Ugh. Yeah, and we're gonna stick with lava here. Uh, this is a pro lava podcast. <laughs> Anti acid. We keep it light. And keep. <laughs> keep we don't want to disturb you. <laughs> no acid. Okay, I'm just gonna stop even saying that word. Um, but it is just not knowing what is coming um because if you if you know exactly what's going to happen you can plan for it you can adjust for it you can i don't know just be ready and know what's happening i know yeah i'm not freaked out that like the sun will never rise again because you know what it does every day and like it's just something you know oh it's getting dark it's because it's nighttime but if you if you're in this fog and the sun goes down and you've never known it to go down before you're like well fuck like i don't know what i'm gonna do i live in darkness like i that's all i live in now but that is that is the doom it's just not not knowing and yeah i guess becoming okay with not knowing is how to i don't know dare i say like undoom or just be chill with doom yeah i don't know we're figuring it out yeah, that was just a lot of incoherent rambling. But maybe maybe there was like a drop or two that could have made sense to anyone. Made sense to me, okay. I think. Yeah. You're, you're Being my okay audience. with it, one step in, foot of, in front of the other, and uh, going for a night swim, feeling the, the pangs mm. of the, the yeah. icy water on your dermis. Epi- oh. <laughs> Not your just eyeballs. the dermis. The dermis the, is just... In the bunghole. Yeah. <laughs> 
definitely the bunghole. The yeah. the bunghole, the munghole. Every that's the thing about the cold water. Everything is a hole. You forget your whole dermis is just a bunch of holes. It's like a loosely knitted scarf. And like if you zoom in, it's just all holes. Just a bunch of little mouths just saying, Feed me, feed me and then when you get in that water, they're screaming. And crazy it, all our little going, tiny little holes everywhere. And yeah. we have like all these creatures on us all the time. And, and inside now, of us. Now TikTok is like, don't take showers because you're killing all this hot showers because you're taking killing all this good bacteria all the time. That's, oh. that's like one of these TikTok things. But it's like, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm just going to take hot showers. But it does make <laughs> me sad for all the cute little critters all over me. Oh, I mean, no. I'm doing great on TikTok then because I'm very stinky a lot of time. That's probably but good for you because your biome or whatever, man. <laughs> yeah. I feel like the, the nose sh- no shoes loincloth guy at uh, Western would have been really into that. But I told you. I told you so. <laughs> there there are a lot of uh, things that I hear now that I'm like, those guys at Fairhaven were right. Yeah. Those they... hip- hippie college guys, they were right on that one. Yeah, you aren't supposed to wear clothes in the library. Just wander around <laughs> with your wang out. Oh, that's, man. That's how it's meant to be. I had a Craigslist hookup in the library once, but that is for another podcast <laughs> for another time. Well, thanks for being on the co- uh, the podcast for us. It's a real podcast. Oh, <laughs> it's real. I loved it, and I love you. And it's also my first podcast. I've never done one of these before. Are you serious? So, we're taking each other's virginities here, our our pod genities. Well, I'm no pod virgin, but yeah, okay. But this <laughs> this pod, this version of this podcast, for sure, for sure. Version. Okay, so we can just uh, you. Let, we could say you had your hymen reconstructed for this. podcast. Oh my god! Don't get me started <laughs> on hymens today. Oy vey. All right. Well, okay. thank you, listeners, and thank thank you, Forrest, and uh, thank you, Universe. Thank you, Lava Babies. We'll see you next time on uh, Undooming uh, with Jessica Seeley. Yes, we will. Love you, Jessica. Love you, Forrest. Bye.